Braden and I are always talking to you about securing your retirement and building your retirement so that you can be comfortable. But something that's equally important is being happy in retirement. And well, how do you do that? Well, today we talked to Tia Graham, who is a happiness expert. What does that even mean? Yeah, that's a good question because I had no idea what it meant. Uh, but we met her and in conversation and looking at what she does, she goes in and she works with individuals. She works with companies all about how to be happy. And uh, we know that that's extremely important. People want to be happy. Uh, this past year has made it difficult for us to be happy. So we thought this would be a great interview. And we will tell you that it was. It, it's, I think it's going to be a great resource for you to go and check things out. Uh, we certainly appreciate you being with us today. Uh, we ask, it, if at all possible, if you've not been able to do this yet, please uh, go to wherever you are listening. And if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating and then write us a review. It certainly does benefit the show and helps us to be able to get good feedback from you. But for today, we want you to be happy. So enjoy the interview with Tia Graham. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. All right. Well, we are happy to have you with us today for our we, we feel that this is going to be a very, very nice uh, interview. We've got Tia Graham, and she has, I think, a very, very unique uh, approach to what she does within her business. Uh, she has a, um, a business that's called Arrive at Happy. And, you know, you might think, well, yeah, we all want to be happy, and, but yet we all have these things that might be happening in life that prevents us from being happy. Um, 2020 could have given us many reasons that we would have struggled for happiness, but uh, this is uh, nice for us because Tia is an expert in us being able to stay and be happy. So Tia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and uh, and let us letting us ask you about how to be happy. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, good. Well, let's get started. Uh, could you give us just a brief description of what uh, your background is, how you got to this idea or world of trying to make people happy. Yes, absolutely. So my background is in luxury hospitality. I led sales and marketing teams in the Hawaiian Islands, New York City, Istanbul, Turkey, and Los Angeles, and had a great, great career. I really, really enjoyed the hospitality industry. I was throughout my career, um, whether it be hotel owners or general managers, clients, my sales team would ask, how I stayed so happy and positive and optimistic. And so I really reflected on all of that feedback and thought, I believe I can help other leaders and people become happier. I, I believe that this is within me. And so in 2017, I created this company while I was working at a hotel in Los Angeles and discovered through research, positive psychology, which is the science of happiness and thought, wow, how do I not know about this? This is incredible. 
and really started researching. I became certified as a coach, a leadership coach. I got multiple certifications from Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar from Harvard, who taught happiness at Harvard for years. And so really got a lot of information on positive psychology, um, dove into neuroscience and how our brain can help us become more happy or less happy. And also was very interested in employee happiness and corporate happiness. And so became certified as a chief happiness officer in Denmark by a company that has been doing global corporate happiness work for over 15 years. And the Scandinavians are a lot happier than in, in general than people in North America. So I wanted to go over to Denmark and understand what do they do in companies so you know to make people so happy while they're working. And I started with working with clients one-on-one -on -one and then started going into companies and organizations and doing workshops and executive retreats and you know leadership masterclass series, et cetera, and keynote talks and um, have, have built this company you know, to try and, and bring all of the information that I have accumulated and, and keep learning about to as many people as possible and, and help companies grow by having happy employees, um, which of course is gonna, gonna affect their bottom line in a very positive way. Tia, that is awesome. Thank you once again for joining us and thank you for that background there. Um, I know, like Raiden said, we could all use some of the positivity that you're already bringing to the table in 2021. So I appreciate that. Um, so uh, kudos to you for you know going from going from the corporate world, but seeing this this void that's out there of you know there, I, I feel like I can bring this into the world, which is arrive at happy. So can you tell us uh, a little bit about the background of arrive at happy and the, the philosophy behind what you have created? Yes. So. Really, my philosophy is that people, leaders, executives, managers, employees, all working people should prioritize their own well-being and their own happiness. It should be very important to the individual. And it also should be very, very important to leaders. If you're a leader of a team of five or a team of 5,000, it is a responsibility, it is an honor to have that position and how people are feeling when they're working is your responsibility. And the research from Harvard and Yale and other universities has shown that there's a direct connection between happiness and success. Our brain operates differently when we are positive versus feeling neutral or negative. We are more productive, we're more engaged, we sell more, we treat our customers differently and so on. And so the, the philosophy is that, that I, you know, there are some leaders that say, you know, does happiness really belong in the workplace? And I respond with a resounding yes, absolutely yes. And there are so many positive, in addition to being great for business and helping businesses make more money and increase market share, happiness makes us healthier, you know, it affects our immune system. And, you know, for I work 99% of what I do is, is working with adults, I do a little bit with with children, but, you know, the ripple effects of, of our emotions at work and at home, you know, you have someone who's really unhappy at work, they're going to bring that home to their children and to their families. And what is that ripple effect, you know, so 
I, I see, I see it as positively affecting communities, you know, um, doing, going at it through companies, but, but the ripple effect is really through communities. So I hope I answered your question. Oh, that yeah, was- yeah, yeah, you did. And I was just going to add to that, you know, I, um, before I started working with Raiden at, at Peace of Mind Wealth Management, you know, it, there is, it's very easy to fall into a job where, you know, you, you, you kind of feel like, well, I don't know if a job is ever supposed to be something that I really enjoy. It's just what you do to get the bills paid. And then, you know, the, there, there are avenues that happen or things that happen to where you do find a job that you like, or you, the, 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 um, the executives within the company actually take a, a role in saying, well, we got to make our employees happier. And I think there is a big push towards that over the past, I don't know, five to 10 years about making everyone happier because they have seen what you just mentioned, which is it does help their bottom line at the end of the day. If you have people that are happy to work for you, then they're going to do good work. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with what you just said. My wife works in that world of health and wellness as well. And so she is completely behind everything you've said too. So are yeah. you saying, Merce, that basically I'm a natural happy person and I, I, I make this place happy for you? Yeah, you know, t- 10 years into working with you, I've, we have found that there is, there's happiness at peace of mind. Yeah. Just the name of your company, you know, and, and I will say there is exactly what you said, the perception that you are not supposed to be happy while you work, you work so that you can be happy on the weekends or on your two or three weeks of vacation. You know, that's exactly why I'm doing the work to change. Like, no, you have, you have this life and, and you can absolutely be very happy while you're working. Yeah, good. So I was looking around on your website and I saw there's a place there where the, you know, in all essence, people have been to one of your um, arrive at happy retreats mm-hmm. and uh, they were giving some of the, they were giving feedback on the the benefit that they got out of that. Could mm-hmm. you kind of give us a picture of like what a, a, a retreat like that would look like, or kind of maybe even how you work with a company? Like what does that structure look like? So we could kind of visualize that. Sure. So in terms of a retreat, so there was one that I did before the pandemic, of course, in Malibu, and there was 18 executives from all different industries who came. And for two days, I, it was very interactive experience, but I gave them strategies and practical tools to increase their well-being. And what I teach is not how to have pleasure boosts. And so you feel great for, you know, a quarter, a few months, it's how to increase your, your baseline, right. Is, is, is what I teach. And so it's a combination of positive psychology and neuroscience. I did incorporate some wellness as well. There was yoga and breath work and of course, healthy food. And we're in this gorgeous location, uh, this ranch in Malibu. Um, but really it was a, a boot camp, if you will, of two days of information on how to increase your well-being so that you're a, a better leader, you know, when, when you go back to work. In terms of companies, um, I work with companies in, in a variety of ways. I really personalize and customize the work and the experiences to the organization. Um, and usually it's a combination of giving leaders tools so that they can be happy and well. And then also that second pillar of what they can do to create more of an engaging, happy culture. And I do that through executive retreats, leadership masterclasses, 
team workshops and um, and give them as much information as they can so that they can uh, create a, a, a more elevated, you know, happy culture. So, so someone goes to one of these, these boot camps, like you call it and and Malibu, I think is a great destination because it's, I imagine I've never been, but I imagine it's hard to be not yeah, happy in right. Malibu. Malibu's uh, great. So you, you've already kind of got them at a hundred and then you just take them a little bit further, but you, so you give them these tools and then they, they kind of go back. And part of this is they have to do, do the work, right? They have to mm-hmm. actually apply what they have learned. So what type of feedback do you get as far as, you know, like, do they come back to you and say, well, this worked tremendously, or, you know, one thing that I implemented at, at work personally, what type of feedback are you getting from people that attend your workshops? Yes. So the, I consistently get feedback right after, and I, for example, I did one yesterday for 80 female entrepreneurs. So during the experience and right after the experience, there is a huge surge of inspiration and hope and awareness of, wow, I am actually the driver of my own happiness. It's not just my genetics and my life circumstances. And I am, you know, in this passenger seat of life. It's that uh, there are a lot, there's a lot that's within my control. And that gives people a lot of motivation to reassess their own happiness, both in their, their work and their professionals. So I would say that's the immediate, that they have this surge of, of inspiration. And then, so I work with some people um, ongoing, like for six months or 12 months and, and actually work with them through transformation. For people who, for example, who attended the retreat, I'm still in touch with all of them and I regularly get updates saying, I'm still using this or I just implemented this um, because I, I like to say that I'm a practitioner. I'm a happiness practitioner. So I take all of the information coming from the, the, the different universities and the researchers and I, I make it very practical for them. You know, here's this study on X, Y, and Z, but how can you actually incorporate this into your life? And um, happiness is also very personal. So people will take different parts of what I teach and some information will resonate more with with certain people and they will take that piece and run with it depending on what's going on in their career, what's going on in their life. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. 
So in, in what and who uh, Merce and I work with um, for our clientele and a lot of the people who would be listening to this, they're in a couple of different phases. We've got folks that are getting ready to, to get down. We, we call it close to retirement when that's about 10 years out. So they're kind of trying to wrap things up and get themselves ready to go and either, you know, if they're working for somebody and they're an executive and they're trying to make sure they've got everything lined up so they get their, their exit, I guess, out of their current position into retirement. Then we got some folks that are already retired or just newly retired. Now, one of the things that we have that we see is, is that when somebody's gone for 30 something years working for somebody and, and having a team that they're leading and they've got people that are relying on them and, and that's a big driving force for them, they're leaders, and then they get close to retirement or in retirement, all of a sudden that's gone. Um, I will tell you that we have clients that they deal with, you know, that's, that can bring on depression or bring on unhappiness. Is there anything you could help maybe share with us just on that idea, whether you're getting ready for kind of like getting yourself prepped so you don't go down like that, maybe kind of keep yourself in a, in a happier state, anything that you could help us with that as we think that through? Yes, absolutely. And although I'm not retired yet, I can under, I'm such a, a, a busy bee type of person. So I can absolutely relate to that feeling and that anticipatory feeling. My advice for, I'll, I'll think of the two different stages. So for the stage that's maybe within 10 years and you're thinking about it is work and especially in a leadership position gives you a lot of purpose, gives you a lot of meaning, especially when you're leading people, right? And, and the work that you're doing. And so I would think about what do you, how do you want to spend your time when this, when you go through this transition, you know, and a lot of happiness, a lot of well-being comes from serving and helping others. And so whether you want to continue in a leadership role, maybe not 40 hours or 80 hours a week, but maybe you want to get involved with a community nonprofit or something that you're interested in so that you can continue working with a team of people and having purpose and meeting. So I would say serving as well as feeling like your life has purpose and meaning. That's one. The second would be our intellectual well-being, our intellectual happiness. So you have been working, you're you know, in this career, and now you're going to be transitioning. Is there something that you want to learn? Is there a way that you want to grow professionally or personally, you know, and, and really think about what you're passionate about? And, you know, I know people that go back to school or take classes, or maybe all of a sudden you're learning an instrument or a new language, but learning has is proven to make adults happier. And when we're working, maybe we're not necessarily learning as much. So that would be another area to look at. A third would be in terms of relationships, relational well-being, you know, as you're moving more into retirement, you will have more time for personal relationships. And so whether that be more time with your nuclear, your extended family, your friendships, you could also look at, you know, mentoring and, and finding people that you can help that are a lot farther behind in terms of their career. And that is going to bring you a lot of happiness. Um, also having, you're going to have more time for taking care, I would assume of your physical body, right? So looking at, you know, do you want to try new ways of, of exercise? I don't know. I've never rock climbed. I don't know if you want to do that when you're older, but as an example, right? How can you exercise and, and being outside is, is one of the 
pillars of happiness. So looking at that, those are a few off the top of my head. And um, the last I will say is knowing that there are going to be different emotions. You might have a sense of loss during this transition of, oh, wow, I've just given 30 years and now I'm transitioning. Uh, a sense of um, maybe anxiety also. What is this new life going to look like? Or anxiety of, wow, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with my spouse. I don't know. Oh, there's going to be a lot of different emotions. And knowing that all of those emotions are, are completely normal. And I would say if someone is feeling depressed, is feeling like they're down to absolutely, you know, talk to someone about it, whether that be someone in your community, a friend or family, a therapist, a coach, but all of the research has shown that when you are having those painful emotions, talking about it and journaling about it is proven to make you, is to help you on the journey to go back to feeling better. Yeah, it's um, it's just like in what we do, which is we we are financial planners. We work with people close to already in retirement, and we have so many different personalities when it comes to uh, their risk tolerance and how they want to invest versus how another family wants to wants to invest. And so it's kind of you know being happy. It's different for different people, right? Mm -hmm. So we spoke to a client, uh, I believe, just the other day. And he was telling us about how he just signed up for his um, uh, a semester of education with the the state, the local community or the local university here, and they have a whole program for seniors. And we we're like, well, what classes are you taking? And he's in his mid seventies, right? Mm -hmm. And so he he tells us about the the curriculum that he's taking, and it's like microbiology and genetics and stuff that. I would never dream of because I, for me, education was, well, let's get through it so I can get on into the working world. But for him, he's like, this is what makes me happy. And I'm going to continue doing it for a couple of reasons. It gets me out of the house. Mm -hmm. It keeps my brain sharp and I enjoy this stuff. So it is, it's amazing how different it is for some people. Um, but uh, to switch topics a little bit. So we've got our clientele who's pretty much in that 50 plus arena. They've kind of already figured out um, the whole parenting aspect of their lives, but they have now, they have their kids who are having kids. So they have their kids who are becoming moms. And there's a section of what you talk about is happy working moms. Mm -hmm. So uh, me personally, my wife and I, we just had our first child uh, back in March. And so he's exactly. nine months now. And the, the, the transition of having a kid and, and also my wife works as well. And she works way harder than I do, it seems like at times. And she also manages everything that uh, comes with being a, a brand new mom. So what do you have to speak to that? So not necessarily directed to our clientele, but they've got kids that they could pass this along to as well that are brand new moms in this world. Yes, thank you for asking. So my, I, I became a parent six and a half years ago and it was the biggest adjustment that I have, and I've had big adjustments in my life that I have ever experienced. And it really put my own happiness and well-being to the test of balancing, juggling all of the different aspects of life of having an executive career and then young children as well. And of course you're sleep deprived and when, they, when they're young. So my, um, I, I, the, the energy, and you can see if you agree in this, but I believe that the energy of, of the mom in the house is really, really important, right? If, if, if the working mom 
either parent is really, really stressed and upset and angry and so on, you know, there's a, there's a ripple effect to the, to the whole family and then possibly to employees as well. So I'm very, very passionate about bringing all of the different topics that I have learned from positive psychology and from happiness experts, including people like the Dalai Lama to working moms. And a lot of times working moms will put everyone else first and make sure everyone else is well, including people in their companies and family, et cetera. And then they are depleted. And what I teach is to flip that around and make sure that you are full and well so that you have more to give to all the people that you're caring for and or leading. So topics such as um, presence and mindfulness, bringing, you know, topics like um, forgiveness or positive leadership or goal setting, et cetera. So um, twice a month, I will lead a group and have a different topic and um, have them also talk to each other because there's a lot of similarities and experiences even if you're working in different industries that executive moms um, face. So for the listeners who have sons and daughters that are young parents, you know, I would suggest to, to of course, check in with them and, and see how they're doing and then offer resources. You know, one just off the top of my head is Yale University has a free happiness class online. It's the course that's taught at Yale and anyone right now can go and take that, that class. And so that will give working parents a huge toolbox of tools that they can use and implement immediately to increase their well-being at home and at work. Yeah. And then you can say you took a class at Yale. There you go. <laughs> Another bonus. Yeah. Well, very nice. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier that a bulk of what you do is you work with, um, you know, uh, businesses and leaders within different uh, industries. How is it, how would you describe what you do, how that supports, uh, you know, operations or sales or, or how you partner with companies? Like what, what does that look like? How, how, what is those, that relationship? Yes. So companies, I work a lot within companies within the travel industry because of my background and then also other industries as well, but it starts off with a assessment of what is working and where the challenges are within the organization. The, the, I talk about, you know, find information out about the culture as well as the business results. So that's sort of the first step. And then based on everything, I work a lot with sales leaders or HR leaders. And once I get all of that information, I will then um, create a series of experiences based on their needs. And that well, you, it's usually a combination of masterclasses for the leaders and then experiences for the entire team as well. And specifically for sales, it's really about helping sales leaders and, and sales professionals have a positive mindset so that they can sell more and also what they can do to make their customers happier and more loyal to the organization. So that's sort of specific to the sales division. Um, and then for operations, it's really how to show up as this optimistic, positive leader for your teams so that you can move the business forward and then giving everyone throughout the organization tools that they can, so that they can stay well and sustain happiness while they're working and, and giving them a new perspective that work can be a place 
can be a source of joy and be a source of excitement, not just a place where you go collect a paycheck. Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't mind showing up to work one bit at all. And so, so I, I think it'd be good if everyone has that mindset in their head, you know, and if they find a way to do that, either through your, your help or other ways. But um, I think we are just about done. But before we go, um, Tia, if you could, once again, thank you for joining us. But if you could, if someone was to listen to this podcast, and, and they're interested in everything you're saying, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you to learn more about what you do? Yes, I would say go to my website, arriveathappy.com. All the information's there, including my contact information. Very nice. Well, I, I, it's, it's been an extremely interesting conversation. Uh, we always uh, want to be happy. So that's a, a, a great uh, business that, uh, and, and, and uh, counsel that you give us. Uh, and so we appreciate it very much. Thank you very much for coming on today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.